Dear Heavenly Father, you said when two or more are gathered in your name that you are present. I just come before your courts in the third heaven, Lord, and just thank you for another day to recover from past mistakes, past sins, to make amends with you, Lord. Um, just thankful and grateful that you have provided us an escape by the sacrifice of Jesus, Lord. So yes, Lord, we are grateful and we're thankful, Lord, and we just we just praise you and just thank you, Lord, for you know the air that we breathe, for nature, trees and animals and fruits and vegetables and the ability to be able to learn and just discover new things every day, Lord, and just thankful for this wonderfully designed vessel, this human vehicle that we're in that has just a, a brilliant networking of veins and arteries and organs and bones and muscles, Lord. We're just thankful that we have taste buds to taste food and ears to, to hear beautiful sounds and to be able to communicate with each other and eyes to see beautiful things. And Lord, we're just grateful even if we forget to express that to you. And Lord, I just ask for intervention, a, a massive intervention on, on your behalf. I know that you do acknowledge our free will, that, 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 that you take that into consideration, that I know that it, that's a valued thing, that we have the ability to have free will, the ability to, to make choices, but Lord, we really just don't know a lot, and we're not knowledgeable, even... Even times when we, we learn something, we can forget it 30 seconds later, you know, because of our short memory spans. So I just hope that you do take that into account. Of course, I know you do. You take everything into account. And that's why your grace is just so abounding. But uh, my heart is weary, Lord, for those that are lost, those that have rejected your word. And I know that, that people hate and have a, a strong negative energy and strong negative emotions a lot without even realizing why and that we're so emotional and so emotional based that we we go with the flow of emotions not fully realizing that the enemy who's been working in the shadows and, and working in the unseen realm for so long is pushing our buttons and, and triggering us, Lord. So I just ask that you fully equip the whole world with the full armor of God, starting with our heavenly garments, the belts of truth to gird our loins with, the feet of peace equipped with the readiness, the breastplates of righteousness. We ask that you anoint our heads with the heavenly oils of joy and gladness, the heavenly crowns, 
the helmets of salvation, the shields of faith, the swords of the spirit, the cloaks of zeal. We ask that you seal us with the bond of perfectness as we put on charity. And we just ask that you comfort us as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And more importantly, Lord, I just ask that you remove all demonic entities from the face of the earth right now in Jesus' name so they cannot continue to torment and entice us and tempt us, Lord. I just ask that you, please, Lord, I just ask that you intervene and violate our free will, Lord, in the most positive way by lessening those urges and lessening those addictions and removing all legalities. So all demonic legalities that they are presenting their cases to you in heaven, Lord. And I know that you're a just God, but I'm also asking on behalf of the world right now and behalf of everybody who's listening that hopefully another individual comes into agreement with this prayer because you said when two or more are gathered in your name that you are present. So I just pray that we can find somebody out there that, that's that's heeding this prayer, that, that's taking it to, the, to their heart because of their family and their friends and their co-workers and that they come into agreement, Lord, and they they join me in your presence, in your courtroom, in the third heaven before your throne, Lord. I lie down on my face flat on the floor, Lord, before you, and I praise you and I just beg you, Lord, that you make something click in every single person on the face of this earth, that you just make something click internally. Whatever it is, whatever the trigger is for every individual, you know that exact trigger, the exact thing to get them to make that change. The cold turkey quit their addictions. The cold turkey quit watching pornography. To quit using profanity. To quit watching things that they're they shouldn't be watching or listening to things that they shouldn't be listening to or staying away from the tears. I just ask that you surgically remove the tears whatever demonic entities that are operating in the flesh and even in the spiritual lord i just ask that you surgically remove them out of the lives of your children you said that it's your wish that none shall perish i am joining you and whoever is listening to this prayer we're joining you to to add power and emphasis to that prayer that none perish that none have to go through the great tribulation, that none are left behind. But furthermore, Lord, we ask that your will be done, you know? That's what we, we, we just ask, that your perfect will be done so that everybody can be saved, every soul can be saved from the pits of hell, Lord. We do not want to be left behind. We do not want to go to hell. So I just I just pray that, Lord, like just whatever that you have to do, to just cement it into these people's minds to stop be res being resistant to your word. We just ask that you remove the power of the enemy. We don't want him to have that power. Lord, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of everyone. We don't want the opportunity to go to hell. We don't want the opportunity to be left behind, but we are not as intelligent as you. We're not as magnificent and brilliant as you, Lord. We're not anywhere close to you or Jesus or the Holy Spirit, Lord. We're just not. 
And because of that handicap, because of that disability, Lord, I am pleading to you right now on behalf of all humanity, Lord, remove these demonic entities from our minds, from our lives. Shut them down. Remove their power. Please cripple them. Please send confusion to the camp. Have them attack each other. Whatever you do, just get them away from us. We don't want to live with them. We don't want them in the world. We don't want them around us. We don't want negative thoughts around us. Whatever's in the negative programming, the music, whatever it is, Lord, just cripple it. Make it defective so it doesn't play. No matter how much we keep trying and trying and trying to play it because of our stupidity, because of our gullible and naivety, Lord, we just ask that you just completely disable it. We don't want to harm ourselves, Lord, and we will. We do it every day just because we're stupid. And I'm sorry to say it like that, Lord, but it's true. We need your interference. We need you to violate our free will and to completely disrupt those communications. We need the Savior. We need you to be our Superman. We need you to stop us from destroying ourselves, Lord. We, we don't honor our free will that much, Lord, to where we're going to continue to destroy ourselves we're just sheep lord we're just babies we were all babies we're all children so please look at us in that format please don't look at us like we're adults or teenagers or whatever lord look at us like we're little kids little babies we don't know what we're doing we need you to intervene and stop us from destroying ourselves lord that is my prayer that prayer I want to uphold that prayer over every prayer I've ever prayed in my existence, Lord, because we need your intervention. We don't care about our free will. We don't honor our free will that much, especially if it's going to lead to a horrible outcome of being left behind or going to hell. I don't know if you're going to take this into consideration, Lord. I don't know, but I fast every day, Lord. I pray every day. I'm trying to dot my I's and cross my T's. I'm trying to walk with you. I'm trying my best and I still fall short. I'm still disgusted with myself. I still don't want to deal with me. So I'm completely cool with people not wanting to deal with me either, Lord. And I don't know. I don't even know what to say anymore, God. I just don't want anyone to get left behind. I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want anybody to go to hell. I don't want anybody to go through the great tribulation. I don't want the antichrist to have the power to be doing what he's doing you know what i'm saying like i don't want this world to be going through what we're going through right now lord i just don't it pains me lord i don't if, if we are not to have alcohol then remove the alcohol like why are you allowing the enemy to siphon off and cut off things that we need lord you know what i'm saying we need we need clean water we need uh, fruits and vegetables. We don't want to consume flesh. We don't want to consume fried foods that make us angry and give us cholesterol and heart attacks and diabetes, Lord. We don't want that. Like, we need you to intervene. We need you to, every time the enemy is trying to do something like that to us, that you flip it on the enemy and you take away whatever is hurting us. You take away the alcohol. You take away the drugs. You're in control of all of these things, Lord. Please be our father and treat us like we're children. If you don't want cocaine in the world, then don't allow cocoa plants to grow. If you don't want marijuana in the world, don't allow marijuana to grow. 
I'm saying? Like, if, if, if you don't want us to consume flesh, we don't really want to do it anyways. Shut these places down. Why can't we have fast food restaurants that are giving us apples and bananas and papayas and mangoes and kiwi fruit out of the window and salads and cucumbers and vegetables and smoothies? Like, why don't you put these, allow these companies to flourish, Lord? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you not intervening and helping us? It's obvious. If we're left up to our own devices and our own free will, and we're so naive and gullible to be susceptible to do the, the enemy's will, that we just ask that you remove that now so we don't have to go through the great tribulation. We don't have to experience hell, Lord. We don't want those options for free will. We appreciate that you gave us free will. But we don't want nobody in hell is going to want to be in hell, Lord. Nobody. So please, that's all we're asking. We need you to intervene. We don't care if you violate our free will if you're going to save us. I don't know. I really don't know how to, to say this prayer, Lord. I just don't. This is this is just how I vent to you, Lord. So I just pray. That you save us in Jesus' name, Amen. So yeah, um, yeah, that's how I pray, you know. And even like when I do a podcast, I ask God to forgive me if I said anything that could be interpreted the wrong way. You know, we're human; we make mistakes. Things don't always come off correctly. It's it's a problem. It's 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 a real it's a real issue. You know, and even when I have conversations with people, I just pray that they. They get the gist of what I'm saying. They, they get like a good summary that it's good intention and good willed and that they're not left with the negative because that's what the enemy does. He just hammers in like our flaws and he gets us to gossip and insult each other. And, you know, we're always hating everybody but Satan. You know, we're hating each other. We're hating God. And it's because, I mean, technically God is allowing this stupid, demonic, these grotesque horrible filthy creatures to just do what they've been doing and it's disgusting i tell god that all the time it's so disgusting and foul that you allowed it you know what i mean but it lets us know you know obviously we know it's for comparison so you know how do we know what light is if we don't know what dark i get that but at the end of the day i mean it does let us know that the angels have free will you know and the thing is with the angels when they make that decision, there's no redemption for them, you know. So when they make that decision to to rebel, it's it's a wrap for them forever, you know. Um, thankfully, we're not held to those standards because we don't have that intelligence that they have or the powers that they have. So thankfully, we do have that going for us. Um, but we're still dealing with the same amount of power, you know, um, from the demonic realm to influence us, you know. But the Bible is true. If we resist the devil, he will flee. But, you know, as soon as you start resisting him, he, he, he comes at you a lot harder. So it does make it hard, very difficult and challenging to continue resisting him. And like the episode I just posted from Blue Heaven... It really is. I mean, she made a powerful statement there. I mean, when we get mad, 
we usually go back to the flesh instead of going to God. I'm guilty of that all the time. And the enemy knows that's what we do, and that's why he tries to anger us. You know, these little filthy demonic creatures are around us all the time, just harassing and torturing us. And most of us don't even understand or realize it. I mean, everybody's aware of the negative thoughts that they have, but they might not fully understand it. You know what I mean? Like, really what's going on. That there are actual demons around us, even though we can't see them. They're constantly around us, talking to us, just being negative, filthy pieces of scum that they are. And when you get enough of that, then you have to go to God. You have to get filled up with his word and his promises. You, you play Psalms, you play Proverbs, and you just focus on that to get rid of it. You know, praise and worship music too, but even the Christian music industry has been infiltrated, you know. None of us are perfect. Like, I get that, you know. Like, I've made a lot of crappy music, and it's it's out there, but I don't promote it, you know what I mean? It is my testimony, and I know that there's people that come across it because they're in a lukewarm part of their life. So hopefully, you know, I just pray that they get led to Christ through that, you know. Like, they, they start to, you know, because that's what people do. You know, you find a song or whatever, and then you you see what's the newest song from that artist, you know. So if somebody comes across my old music, and they're just like, "Well, what's what's the new music?" They start they start doing research. Like, oh, I want to hear what some of his new music sounds like. Oh, he's a Christian artist now. That's the whole reason that I even left or have my music, my old music up. But I don't listen to it. I hate my old music. You know, I hate. I don't even listen to any secular music now, so I don't like it, you know, and it's just like, you know, I was tormented through that, but I mean, I'm only leaving it up as a testimony to lead people to Christ, you know, and that hopefully they find the podcast and, you know, they, they, they just see that, you know what I mean? But I honestly don't care, you know, like it, anyways, um, the whole reason that I decided to do another episode was because um, that Blue Heaven episode that I just posted. But um, there is um, a movie that, you know, I probably shouldn't have been watching or whatever. I try not to watch anything that has, you know, you know, I really try to just, if I have, if I do end up watching something, I try to watch PG movies. But I mean, I do treat movies like I'm a little kid. So if there's like, bad part, I'm covering my eyes, or I'm fast-forwarding it, or, um, you know, whatever, to, to get get past that part, you know, so I'm, like, very picky about things like that, definitely don't watch any horror movies or anything like that, I try to stay away from, try to stay away from all that type of stuff, but, um, and yeah, like, 90, I would say at least 99% of my day, I'm, I, I am focused on Jesus, you know. Um, I'm not perfect, obviously. I'm working on it, you know. But, you know, I do stupid things like everybody else. But anyways, this uh, movie popped up in my feed yesterday. And honestly, really how it came about was um, when I went to this place to go get... I went to three places to get an oil change, like I said earlier. But when I... Um, got to the third place, I had my buddy with me, he's a special needs 
um, kid, so I'm kind of like a, a big brother to him. I don't hang out with him a lot, but um, I met him because he was my neighbor um, years ago. His name's Mikey. Cool kid. Well, he's 28 now, but <laughs> when I met him, like, you know, maybe like 10 years ago. Uh, well, not 10 years ago. I met him probably, yeah, maybe about 10 years ago. I think he was like 18, 19. He was, he was going to school, so I don't know how long they go to school. But he was having some type of bus pick him up. But anyway, um, I don't know, my heart, I just had a heart for him. I remember like one day his mom gave him some money to um, go get some candy from the store or whatever. Because, you know, he's getting older. He was getting older at that point and was trying to have a little bit more independence. And somebody punched him in his face and took his money. You know, horrible. You know, this was in North Linden. And it's just like, he's special needs, you know. But it just shows you how cruel the world is, you know what I mean? I'm sure it was only like two or three dollars, you know. But um, I remember him telling him like, "Yeah, they they punched me, they took my money." And I'm like, "Oh man, Mikey, and I'm like, you can't, you gotta have somebody go with you, or you know what I mean? Like, you can't have your money in your hand like that." But he just doesn't, you know, he's special needs, so you know he needed. I mean, I was helping him brush his teeth, and I was telling him how he, he needed to go take a shower, and he just doesn't. They're special needs. They don't have these basic concepts. Like, he can't live alone, you know. He lives with his grandma. But, um, anyway, you know, he's real big into wrestling. Like, John Cena. I think he doesn't like John Cena no more. He likes the Raymond Reigns dude. I don't follow it, but I just know that he's always sending me pictures of the uh, WWF wrestlers. And I know... Everything about them being an Illuminati and being being devil worship or stuff. He doesn't know, you know. He's like special needs, man. He's like he has a kid child mentality. But you know, he wanted to go to the movie, and so I was like, oh, well, they got this cartoon called Strange World. We can go see that. He's like, no, no, I don't want to see it because he's 28. He's like, I want to see Black Adam, and I'm just like, and I'm like, well, I already seen it, you know, it's okay. But The Rock used to be a wrestler. So I'm like, we'll just we'll just go to a different movie some other time. And he's like, I want to see Avatar. And I'm like, well, it's not out yet, you know. So anyways, when all that was going on, he was in the car. And I'm like, well, let's, uh, let, let me go take you to get some ice cream or something to eat. So I took him to Dairy Queen, got him fudge sundae, cheeseburger and fries or whatever. And um, I'm like, well, you want to go home? I'm like, I got to go get an oil change. You can ride with me. And he's like, I'll go with you. So... That's, uh, I was trying to play like a Marvel superhero movie form or something, but it was like a video game. He wasn't really into it. And then, um, this movie night and day popped up and it has a free movie on YouTube and it was a comedy, you know? And so I just clicked that, you know, he was on his phone anyway. So really it was just like background, you know, chatter, and I wasn't really paying attention to it, because I was getting the oil change, I'm talking to him, he's on his phone showing me his apps and the things that he has on his phone, and he pulled up ESPN, was watching a basketball game or whatever, but anyways, um, I dropped him off, and after I dropped him off, the movie was still playing, and uh, I'm driving, so it's not like I can really, really be too much into the movie, but... I was watching it, you know, and it was funny. So it's night and day with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. It's an older movie. And um, 
it's it was hilarious. I mean, I don't know if I would go that far, but it, it was funny. So I just remember, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she, I don't, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but, you know, she just, she meets this dude at the airport, you know what I mean? And then he, um, it's just funny, like, how she meets him, like, she's just kind of, Took took him took him back by who this guy is Tom Cruise or whatever, I think his name was Roy Miller or something. I don't know, but um, hold on real quick. Um, so uh, where was I? So yeah, so it's, it's it's um, God communicates to us every day through so many different ways. It's like, you know. I just, I just hear, I see God in so many things. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, I could probably watch a movie from like the 1900s or something like that and probably still see God communicate to me in that way. You know what I mean? But um, anyways, um, so it's funny, right? Because that prayer that I just said to you kind of goes in line with this theme of night and day. Now, for one, we're talking about the comparison. How do we know what light is without darkness, right? And I know they spell night and day, K-N-I-G-H-T, like he's a knight in shining armor, right? Which is also kind of ties into to what I'm talking about, right? And, uh, oh, sorry, almost hit the berm, but, um, so, you know, because Jesus is going to be like our knight in shining armor, you know, which is cool. Got a guy riding my bumper right now. But I'm used to it at this point. Like, people are just... And I think, honestly, a lot of the people that are acting crazy out here is because they took the shot, you know. Because, like, I, I just finished uh, recording my third... Like, I wrote six books, but now I got to do the audio books. So I just finished last night recording the third book, which is called Desensitized, The Vicissitudes of Life. And ironically, this person's got a handicap sign in their window. Driving crazy. It's moving through, riding the middle lane and everything. Like, and I'm not talking like the middle lane, like they're riding in between two lanes. But anyway, uh, not gonna let the devil steal my joy but um anyway as i was saying is um you know she meets this guy and <laughs> i guess he's like a secret agent or whatever and she's just like mesmerized by it but what was funny was that which what kind of what i was saying in the prayer was that like, God, we need you to just violate our free will and just do whatever you have to do so that we make the rapture and that we don't get left behind and that we don't go to hell. And honestly, like, I know I'm going through a lot, but my prayer to God, like, I always pray this to God, is God, I don't care how much I'm fighting, kicking, or screaming, do whatever you have to do so that I make the rapture because I don't want to be left behind. I'm ready to go. I'm had enough of this place i get it i know what life is about now you know what i'm saying so cool like 
I, you know, I'm ready to graduate, you know, so I'm always, that's one thing I'm always praying to God. It's just, it's a good prayer, you know, but you go through a lot of uncomfortable situations, a lot of problems, a lot of spiritual warfare, because the flesh wants to do what the flesh wants to do, you know, period. It's just, it's a constant fight, you know, and um, it's frustrating, you know. But that's why I had to say that prayer because we ultimately always go back to the flesh because what do we know? We're living in the flesh. We're in these human suits every day. And it's just like, we don't really know how to operate from a spiritual level. We don't really understand all that because we go off of touch, see, taste, hear, feel. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's really difficult to try to live spiritually, you know? But the way that we do that is we read the Bible and the, the Bible tells us to focus on, on things of above, you know? It's like I was telling my friend, I was helping him um, go through a, delivering his wife, but he was having a problem because he was still living in sin. And I'm like, man, you can't fight fire with fire. And as long as you're living in sin, you're not going to get rid of these demons because you've opened up legalities. And I'm like... You're like, well, you know, I don't really smoke weed that much anymore. I, I cut down on it a lot. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just the fact that you smoke weed, you've given the demonic realm a legality into your life. Weed is witchcraft. And I'm like, trust me, bro. I'm you're talking to Cheech and Chong here, bro. I outsmoked you on so many occasions. Like, you would come over and I'm just passing you blunt after blunt after blunt to where you was like, I got to go, man. I can't even, I can't even smoke no more. Like, I'm done. You know, and I've done that to a lot of people. Outsmoked them entirely. I got pounds and pounds of weed, and I'm just chiefing. You know what I mean? And people can't. They're passing out in the studio. Because a lot of people come over when I'm making music. So they're hanging out while I'm recording. And sometimes they, rec they, they make music as well. But a lot of times they was just there to get high for free. You know, and just to party. So, um... I was that guy, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm the hostess with the mostess, you know? But anyway, so while I was trying to tell him, like, man, you need a cold turkey, quit smoking cigarettes, and he was fighting it. He didn't want to, you know? And I'm like, bro, and the battle was getting worse and worse and worse to where his kids were going through stuff. His wife was thinking about, was trying to commit suicide. She attempted to commit suicide, and then his mom died. As soon as his mom died, like a week later, my nephew died and I lost my job. You know what I'm saying? So that's how the devil attacks, man. You know, he's he's going after the weakest link to any and everyone around you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy me because of this podcast and the social media. And outside of that, I'm doing the grassroots promotion with the stickers. Like, I'm just going to say, yeah, I stick up stickers everywhere, everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fighting this war. I'm on the front line. I'm out here in the trenches, you know? I'm <laughs> I'm dirty in the mud working for the Lord. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a big threat, you know? And, you know, on some level, I'm sure that I'm responsible for my nephew's death in some type of way because of how hard I'm fighting for my family, how hard I'm fighting to win souls for the kingdom. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to be the teacher's pet, I'm not trying to get gold stars on the bulletin board. I'm trying 
to wake people up so they don't go to hell. I don't care about rewards in heaven, crowns, none of that. I don't care. I don't care about a mansion in heaven. don't care about none of it. I don't want people to go to hell. I don't want people to deal with demons and the demonic and the fallen angels. I hate them. And I know that's a powerful word, but it's true. They're disgusting. They're filthy. And you got to think, we have nothing really to do with the issues that they have. Their problem was with God. And so they're attacking God's creation. They're attacking God's children because they can't attack God. They, they can't go to the third heaven and wage war against God. They, they, they will lose. They can't attack us because we are naive and gullible little babies. And yes, we have free will, but we really don't understand that responsibility. You know, and that's why I pray like that, because I know from personal experience, even if we know we still make the wrong choices, you know. Hold on real quick, and I'll, I'll get back into the, the night and day movie. Man, I don't know what it is with people not tipping. Thanks for the tip, brother. I know he didn't tip, but... Uh, I guess that was a little bit sarcastic of me, but it's frustrating. You know what I mean? It's frustrating. And I'm frustrated with my company because it's like, if my company paid me enough, then I wouldn't care about tips. But since they don't pay me, it's frustrating. You know what I mean? Like they barely, they pay you maybe just enough to put gas in your car to, to make, to deliver the order. And it doesn't matter. It's just like all of these delivery jobs are like that. But because I'm so heavily attacked, I just know that if I'm in a normal working situation, I'm not going to last long. Because the world is infected with demons. And Satan is going to have a field day if I'm in a situation where I'm in a group setting and I got to work with other people. He's going to have a field day with me. All kinds of things are going to go crazy. And I can already hear people like, oh, yeah, but just stay prayed up. Like, look, man, you're not me and I'm not you. You know what I mean? Only God knows what I'm going through. Only God knows what everybody's going through. That's why we shouldn't judge anybody. We should just pray for them. We pray that God intercedes the way that he knows how to. You know what I'm saying? But we're pawns in a chess game between Satan and God. You know, unfortunately, it's not fair. It's not cool. Um... But that's what it is. So, anyway, uh, night and day, um, Tom Cruise is just like, you know, <laughs> he, got, he got this girl in the situation, right? And he's just like looking out for her. And it's just one thing that she said in the movie that just made me think of God the Holy Spirit and Jesus was she was like he got he got me to my sister's wedding on time and um, he did this and he did that and it's, it's the little things that count these little details they add up and she's just like <laughs> she's like falling in love with this guy you know what I'm saying? Despite all this crazy chaos that's just going on all around her, right? People are shooting at her. People are trying to kill her. They're trying to kill him. There's car explosions. It's just like an action-packed film. And she's just like in wonderment uh, with this guy, you know? Now, 
There was times too where she got mad at him. She tried to get away from him. She didn't want to have nothing to do with him. You know what I mean? And he was like, fine. You know, he was like, your chances of surviving with me, of surviving are up here. Without me, down here, right? So he said that to her. And But he honored her free will and he let her go. You know what I mean? Because he was pretty much, I don't want to say kidnapping her, but, you know, he, he, he did pretty much kidnap her because he was trying to keep her safe. You know what I'm saying? And it just makes me think of God. Like, you know, God does do that for us so much so that we don't even realize it. And same thing with Cameron Diaz. Like, she was in so many situations in this movie where it could have been a dundada for her. It could have been a rap. You know what I mean? Like, she, she could have been dead. And Tom Cruise was looking out for her in ways that she didn't even realize it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and what was so funny about the movie was that, like, he would drug her sometimes, right? Because her being awake was just interfering with, with him trying to save her. So she would just keep waking up in, like, different, different cities, different countries, on planes and trains and just, like trucks and cars like it was just hilarious and um you know i don't know you just have to see the movie it's funny if you haven't seen it already or if you have seen it you might want to rewatch it and i don't know like hopefully god doesn't get mad at me for suggesting it but i watched it and there wasn't any you know it's it's an adult movie but it's not it's not nowhere near you know the crap that you're going to see today like i didn't see like I said, I wasn't watching it minute by minute or second by second, but, you know, because I was working. But from what I gathered, there wasn't, like, any, you know, sexual, strong sexual scenes. Like, there wasn't no nudity or um, homosexuality. I don't believe there was any profanity. There might have been. Maybe. I don't remember. Maybe occasional slip here and there. But for the most part, you know, it was okay. And um, anyway, when he let her go, um, she got captured by the feds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was like he kept saying, this is the thing about this movie, right? This is why God is just so wonderful. And it just makes me so excited that, I mean, when I tell you that God knows everything that you were going to do before he... Before we was even in this century, before we was even in this decade, before he even formed the world, like he knew every single detail of what you were gonna do. Like that's how magnificent he is, right? That's just how ah, we just, I just praise you, Lord. You're so wonderful, and it's hard sometimes to praise him when we don't understand what's going on. And the times that I'm mad at God is because I don't understand. I just I'm confused, and I don't. I, I'm just angry to be angry. You know what I'm saying? And um, anyways, I don't want to get off track, but the Bible says that, you know, he turned him over to a reprobate, a reprobate mind, meaning that, you know, if you don't want to be in Christ, keyword in Christ, because there's a lot of people that preach the one saved, always saved doctrine. But when you look at the words carefully, it's those who are in Christ. And if you are in Christ, that means you're being obedient. And you're, you're, you know, you're, you're emulating Jesus, you're embodying and implementing his teachings and putting, you're exercising him and you're putting him to work in 
in real life situations, scenarios that are constantly going on all day, every day. That's why it's a school. That's why it's a test. That's why it's training. Because these things are constantly going on. Even after I posted that last episode, right, about being kind and praying for people, even if they're in a bad mood or whatever, right after I posted that, I'm pulling into the gas station and some truck, he's, he angled, he parked his truck diagonally. So when you pull into a gas station, you usually pull it parallel to the pump. He didn't do that. He pulled in diagonally so that the front part of his truck is in one lane on one pump on the left side and the back of his truck is blocking the other lane on the other side so that if a car tried to pull in on the other side to get gas, the back of his truck would be blocking them so they couldn't pull out. They'd have to back out because he pulled in diagonally. So he does that. And the only spot that opens up, of course, right? <laughs> All the pumps are filled. The only pot spot that opens up is that pump because there's a guy there. And I seen when the guy was there that his passenger mirror was like a hair away from touching the back of this guy's truck because that's how rude this dude was. So while I'm trying to pull in behind this guy because I know he's going to pull out, you know, the guy that mirror was was almost touching the truck the guy in the truck looks at me with the evilest look right gets out of his truck walks to the front of his truck and stares at me like the devil he's just ugh, you know what i mean his energy was just the first thing i thought like he's going to hell and I'm sorry lord but that's that's the thought that i had you know um just because of his just disgusting negative energy towards me. And then he spits on the ground. He's like a redneck dude. Sorry, he's a country guy or whatever. And, you know, adjusts himself, gets in the truck, staring at me evil. Now, mind you, I know how I pulled in, right? And I knew there's no way that this guy's going to hit me because, like I said, the front of this dude's truck is close to the gas pump it's the back of his truck that was blocking the lane for the guy in front of me to where his passenger mirror was almost touching the guy's truck so the front end this guy's got enough room so there's no need for him to get out and be like that except to try to be confrontational and try try to cause a problem and like i said the first thought i, I got was he's going to hell so i don't know if that was the holy spirit telling me he was going to hell i don't know if that was the devil. I don't know if that was my thought or if it was the thought of the world. I don't know. But I just know that with that type of negativity and vitriol and hate that he automatically had for me, when I don't know to do it, I'm just trying to get gas in this lane on this pump. It is what it is. But that's what I'm saying. We're constantly, we're constantly being tested and it's exhausting because not only are we tested and waking reality, but we're being tested in our dreams. Now, whether you remember your dreams or not, I can promise you, you're being tested in your dreams. You're being put in, in scenarios and situations. You have no clue how you got there. It's kind of like this movie. You're just waking up and you're coming to consciousness in, in different situations, scenarios. You don't even know how you got into them in the dream world, right? So anyways, um, he, he, 
Tom Cruise left her alone. She got herself in, in a pinch. But what I was trying to bring up was he told her, like they, they met at the airport. He, he basically told her, you know, things happen for a reason because her flight, they said that the plane was booked. And she's like, no, I already have my ticket. I'm supposed to be, I'm on, on time and everything. She's like, well, they're like, yeah, we can't, how you get on the flight? So something happened to where they allowed her to get on the flight. And Tom Cruise, there was nobody on the plane, but um, regardless, um, things went crazy on the plane because everybody, I had to tell you some of these things. Everybody was trying to kill Tom Cruise on the plane, including the pilots, right? Man, some people were, sorry, some some guy just did some crazy thing right now. <laughs> like, make no sense, but whatever. Um, anyway, um, and... Basically, everybody that tried to kill Tom Cruise failed, and they end up dead. So Tom Cruise has to land the plane. So there's nowhere for him really to land the plane because if he lands it at the airport, they're going to try to kill him there. So he had to land it in like a field somewhere. But when he landed the plane or whatever, he was telling the camera Diaz, like, you know, he gave her something to knock her out. But he was just like, these people come asking about me. They're going to be the feds or the CIA or whatever. They're going to, if they use these words, safety security um stable or stability he's like they're going to kill you and that stuck out because in the bible it said when they say peace and safety sudden destruction comes right so you know i noticed that i'm like okay okay and that's what's cool like you start reading the bible you start communicating with God, right? Because now you're understanding God's language, right? Because it's in the Bible. So that's just, I don't know. Man, I just love God. He, he is beautiful the way. I, sometimes I just imagine him like he's this DJ in heaven. Like this cosmic DJ. He's got like one headphone on his ear. And he's like, and he's like scratching on the, the turntable. Like I, I always get this vision of him doing that. I'm a musician, right? Like I make music, so. I don't know. But anyway, um, so that stuck out, right? And um, once she, she started picking up the, those cues, right? Just as you will start picking up the cues when you start reading the Bible more and really soak it up. Just do it. Like if you're not doing it, you need to do it now because the Bible is not going to be here. You know what I mean? Like I could tell, I could be posting uh, episodes about learning Russian and learning Chinese for those who are going to be left behind. But I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on the solution, which is Jesus. Right? So the Bible. You need to be soaking it up. I don't play it when you're going to sleep. They got an eight-hour thing. I think the YouTube channel is called No Greater Love. And it's just called The Commandments of Jesus. You know, I can't... Me, personally, I can't listen to things while I'm sleeping. Because, like I said, I'm a lucid dreamer. Because I used to dabble in actual projection and stuff like that. And which I'd never wish on anybody because when you get into that, you'll never you'll never get any rest again. I don't get rest. I don't get sleep. My body might be sleeping, but my mind, my spirit, my soul is always going. So even when I wake up in my body, I'm still fatigued. I'm still exhausted and wore out. You know, it's and it's every night. Like I don't I wish I had a break, but I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going hard in the paint. I see the finish line. I know I'm going to cross it. I know I'm 
I'm one of the leaders in the race, not to say this for any self, you know, toot my own horn or whatever. Like, I'm not, it's not about that for me. I don't care. Like, I don't want to be that guy. I'm not trying to gloat or brag or boast in any type of way. I just know that <clears throat> the closer you get to Christ, there's really no choice. Like, you have to, you have to run the race like that. You have to run the race, the race to win it. You can't sit on the fence. You can't be lukewarm. You got to go hard. You have to. You must do it. But anyway, um, I don't know. I mean, so yeah, it's it's just funny because um, I just kept noticing these little things, you know, that would be highlighted. You know, even though I'm working, I just seem to always be in the car at the right moments to, to catch those cues. And um, you know, I miss some bits and pieces here and there but ultimately even when she walked away from Tom Cruise which I would symbolize as us walking away from God he was still present he you know when she was in the car with the feds he told her don't get in the car with the feds but he knew that she probably was going to do it right like he accounted for that God accounts for us not listening to him God accounts for us making mistakes God accounts for all of that and so, uh, my bad. So there was a scene that <laughs> there was all these guns, all these shots going off while she was in the car with the feds because she knew they was taking her someplace to stabilize her, quote, quote, right? To get rid of her, to kill her, like Tom Cruise warned her. And um, she's, while she's in the car, she knows she can't get out. And all these, like, some, they're getting shot at in traffic. And she kind of looks back. <laughs> she sees, like, somebody on a motorcycle. But you can't really make it out. Like, you can't tell it's Tom Cruise, right? But the lane that he goes in is going up, like, on a bridge. So she looks to the right of her, and she sees just she just sees the motorcycle empty. Like, there's nobody riding the motorcycle, and it lands in the water. And then, bam, Tom Cruise lands on the hood of the car. And he's, like, trying to talk to her. It's This movie is hilarious. Like, it, it's really, it really is funny. It's super comical. And, uh... <laughs> Just like her facial expressions and stuff. Like she's a good actress. Tom Cruise is too. But um, <clears throat> and I don't know if they're the Nephilim, Serpent Seed. I they could be, it's a possibility, probably, more than likely. Either way, God is still working through everybody, right? Like some guy just posted the other day that the rock is going to come to Christ and lead millions of souls to Christ. So I pray he does do that because a lot of footage that I've seen of the rock, you know, I've I've seen him, you know pedophilia skits on Saturday Night Live and, you know, making, you know, you know, hints that eating children and, you know, so who knows? I don't know, man. I don't know who's a service leader, who isn't. That's not really my thing. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm just focused on winning souls and, and look, let's focus on what's going to get us to victory, right? It doesn't, we shouldn't be focused on all these other things. Yeah, it's cool to know. Like, even in my books, like, I I dibble and dabble and I sprinkle it in there a little bit, but that's not the focus. The focus is let's let's study the principles, let's study and implement the teachings, turn other cheek, forgive, love, you know, the basics, right? <clears throat> At all times we have to try to remind ourselves to do that. But yeah, so he's he saves her again and uh she makes it to the wedding, right? She makes it to the wedding. And what is the wedding feast in the Bible? The the wise and the foolish virgins. You know, the parable of talents. 
you know, and the thing is, the parable of talents and the wise and foolish virgins, it's in the same, same chapter, right? It's the same, it's like back to back, you know what I mean? And, um, and I don't know if it's the, the virgins and then the talents or the talents and the virgins. I don't know. Like, I'm not like an expert, but I know they're there. They're right next to each other, right? I know that. And it's important that we use our talents to spread the gospel and glorify God. We don't want people to go to hell. Like I hear, I used to hear all the time, you know, just growing up in the gangster rap genre, even though I always try to get out of the gangster rap and go into like the conscious rap. It was a thin line because of the perception of conscious rappers, right? Common, Talib Kweli, Most Def, KRS-One, leaders of the new school, like, Newer people, Lupe Fiasco, Kendrick Lamar. So it was almost like they made conscious rappers seem like they weren't manly, like there was something wrong with their manhood, you know. And gangster rap was like, you're a man, this is manhood, this is, you know, you're a warrior, you're a soldier. So that was the way that they culturally conditioned the masses, right? <clears throat> but it was all programmed by Satan that he was confusing our values and our morals to make us think that it was you're a man if you're a gangster you know even though they were womanizers and drug dealers and they were polluting the community for some reason we always just there was always this aura that these gangsters were built up like they were something special like John Gotti and you know when the mob started getting involved with being public because that's what John Gotti did. I met John Gotti Jr. actually, you know. I met him on the set of the Gotti movie where John Travolta was um, playing John Gotti. And I met him in Cincinnati, you know. And John Gotti Jr. had his guys with him, you know what I mean? Guys from New York, guys that were probably wise guys, probably gangsters, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I met Freeway Ricky Ross too, the drug kingpin, you know what I mean? hung out with him on multiple occasions out here in Columbus, you know what I'm saying? But found out he was a Muslim. He really didn't want to hear about Jesus too much, um, you know, and end up finding out that, you know, he he was actually an informant. I mean, he turned state's evidence against the feds, the CIA, who was giving him the drugs. So technically, Freeway Ricky Ross was a snitch, you know, which is ironic because, Rick Ross, the rapper, who's Rick Rose now, was a, a corrections officer, right? And he tried to hide that. So there's a lot of similarities there, you know. But um, whatever, you know, who cares? Um, it's all Everything's between them and God, you know what I mean? But um, I know when I was speaking to John Gotti Jr., I, could, I, I had the feeling that um, he... Um, was prejudiced because I was talking about there was a guy that was with him that was in the Bronx tale with Cologenal, like one of Cologenal's homies in the Bronx tale. And um, I don't think the chick's name is Gabrielle Union. I forget her name, but she played in oh, Tara Hicks. So Tara Hicks, she, she was Cologenal's girlfriend in the Bronx tale. And I made a comment about Tara Hicks being beautiful. And I'm like, man, she's gorgeous, man. I would love, I, I would, I would love for, to be, you know, her boyfriend. Like I said, something silly like that when I was on set, and um, 
I said it to John Gotti Jr. And he kind of gave me this head shake, mob, mob wise guy kind of look at me like, what's, wrong, what's up with this guy? And he's looking at his guys, like, like pointing at me, like with the thumb, like, who's this guy? You know what I mean? Like, what's this guy talking about? So I'm like, ah, man, maybe this guy's prejudiced or he has a little racism in him. You know what I mean? It, it was what it was, but I know for a couple days they was looking at me. You know what I mean? Because I'm tatted up. I'm, in, I'm wearing the tank top and I was playing an inmate. And ultimately they cut my scene out because of my Jesus tattoo. Because I have a Jesus tattoo. Oh, <clears throat> I forgot. We only got an hour for the episode. So, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, night and day, man, there was just a lot of things. Uh. It's just a lot of things in the movie that that was making me think about, you know, the wedding feast. And she she was able to make it to the wedding feast in time. And she was just so appreciative that Tom Cruise did it for her. She really fell for him. And then um, Tom Cruise ended up getting captured. And then the whole thing flipped. Like, he, he, was, he was drugged and waking up in different locations and waking up like, how did I, how did I get this outfit on? And she's like, I... She's like, if I can do this with an engine, with a pliers and screwdriver, I can get, I can change your clothes for you without you realizing it or whatever. So it was just hilarious, but it was a, it was a good movie. And, um, I actually didn't get to watch it, watch it, but just the parts that I caught, man, I was laughing and, um, it was enjoyable, but I also kind of felt guilty because I'm like, uh oh, you know, I'm on this, I'm on this hundred percent God mode. Where I'm just like, I, every minute of every day needs to be focused on Jesus. Time's running out. I got to save souls. I got to win souls for the kingdom. I don't got to save souls. Sorry. God's got to save souls. I just got to direct their attention to, to God. You know what I mean? So I don't want, I don't want to have like any slip ups. I don't want to have, you know, I don't want to be distracted too long or have my attention diverted. And yesterday... It was diverted because I had to get the oil change and I had to pick up Mikey and now I'm thinking about uh, the Goodfellas movie. Like, you got to pick up this guy from the airport, you got to stir the spaghetti, you got to, you know what I'm saying, make sure you keep stirring it and don't use the phone. You got to go to a pay phone to make the phone call. It was, it was that, that, That's like the frantic panic that I'm in in these last moments. Because I know the great tribulation is upon us. Like, I know we're like milliseconds away from it. I know that Jesus is on his way. He is in motion, right? It could be the 19th. It could be the 21st. It could be this year still. You know, it could be Hanukkah. Like, I don't know. Like, no one knows the day or time. Obviously, there's two scriptures that point to different areas. But one is the arrival of Jesus that we don't know the day or hour. And another one is when heaven and earth will pass away. So both, in both instances, we don't know the day or the hour. Which means, you gotta be on your P's and Q's, you gotta be on your toes, you gotta be dotting your I's, crossing your T's, because <clears throat> the enemy is a bum, you know. And I know God probably doesn't like me saying that, but he's a bum, man, and I, I can't stand him, you know what I mean? Like, I cannot stand Lucifer, cannot stand Satan, I cannot stand the principalities, the fallen angels, the demons, none of them. They garbage, garbage juice, you know? I don't care what God does with them, but just get them away from us. I don't want to be around them. I don't want us to be around them. I want us to be a big, happy family with God, you know, all the promises of God, you know, eternity, no more pain, no more suffering, no crying, no sorrow. Yes, sign me up. That sounds good. 
Just get me away from the enemy. Get me away from darkness. Get me away from sin. Get me away from wickedness and evilness. I don't want to have nothing to do it. Do with it. I love y'all. I'll catch y'all in the next one. I don't get on here much, so when I do, it is what it is. Peace.